watching at home, it's, uh, it, it, for many of us, it's, it's actually impossible for, at the moment for us to maybe be down here. Maybe you've got young children like I have, um, and so it could be quite difficult. But um, it is so great that we can continue to join together. Isn't technology amazing? Yeah, it's great, isn't it, that we can kind of continue to do church even throughout a pandemic, which is, which is great. Um, so today is uh, an important day for us as a church as we um, have the first of our two gift days. Before I go any further on that, though, I just wanted to say one thing. We're not asking you to give at both gift days. Somebody asked, do I, uh, is, are, are, are we expected to give at both gift days? We just want to provide two opportunities for you to give. Because it might be that uh, you're watching today and you're not with us on the next gift day, or it might be that uh, you're not watching today and you thought, oh, rats, I've missed my opportunity, um, in which case you haven't. There will be another gift day on the 9th of May. So that's the first thing I just wanted to get that out of the way this morning. I'm a little bit peaky. I can hear a sound. But So anyway, so what we are going to be uh, doing today is we're going to be looking at generosity um, and I think it's a really important time to be able to do that, right? We're doing a gift day. It's a good opportunity for me to be able to speak about money. Um, money is really, really important in the Bible. It comes up a lot. You might have noticed that when you read the Gospels. Jesus talks about money an awful lot. In fact, actually, in the Gospels, Jesus uses uh, the subject of finances for 11 of his 39 parables. That's quite a lot when you think about it, isn't it? quarter of Jesus' parables are on the subject of finances, um, and so I think it's a really important subject. I think it's an important subject for us to talk about. Um, but in our culture, it could be a little bit of an awkward subject as well, because you might see, you know, depending on what kind of Christian experience you have, you might see churches where um, they've looked to just try and sap money out of people. And that isn't our heart either. And so today I want to talk about what generosity looks like. And I, I've, I've titled this talk, Determined Generosity. But before I get onto that, let me just tell you a story that's happened in the last couple of weeks. So... Uh, Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I met up with Bex Moy, who's our church treasurer, to talk about the uh, kind of end of year accounts from last year. So our financial year runs until the end of March. And so we were talking about the last year's set of accounts. And as we were talking, she started talking and I didn't understand a word that she was saying. Like literally, what was coming out of her mouth in my ears was complete gobbledygook. I hadn't a clue what she was talking about, but I was so embarrassed about not understanding what she was saying. I just played along, and I just kept nodding. Mm -hmm. um, and then eventually I re she realised that I didn't have a clue what she was saying, and she stopped the conversation. She said to me, Barney, you don't understand what I'm saying, do you? And I went, nope. Um, and then so she then tried to explain it to me like I was five, and I, and I still didn't understand. And then two weeks later, she, we brought it, I brought it up in conversation again, and she tried to explain to me again, and I still didn't understand what asset depreciation rates really are all about. Um, and I think that's true of all of us in lots of different situations. We can play along pretending that we understand certain things, even when we don't. Or maybe you've been in a conversation like that. But I think that can be true of church, and it can be true of theology in general. So our heart in the series that we did before Christmas when we spoke about the church... And we gave you topics like, why do we preach on a Sunday? It's because we want you to ask the question, why do we do the things we do? Yeah, if, you, if you've become a Christian and you come along to Gateway, we want you to be assured that um, you, you can find out and ask the questions about why we do the things we do. And I think giving can be one of those topics where as a church community, we need to keep talking about it because either we can kind of miss the point or we don't fully understand so when we were meeting as church normally and we were able to pass an offering bucket along a row, we're not allowed to do that at the moment, but when we were doing that as a church, 
Actually, maybe you gave into that offering bucket because you just did it because the last person did it and the next person did it. And like me and my conversation with Bex, you didn't want to be embarrassed. Like, oh, if, if I don't give anything, maybe they're going to think that I don't understand what's going on. And so you kind of just play along with it. Or maybe, uh, conversely, you don't give because you just don't understand why people would do it. Maybe you think, well, this is really weird. Why do Christians give money? What a weird thing to do. Or alternatively, maybe you do give, but your motivations are actually misplaced. So maybe you've been taught something that isn't actually right. Or maybe you've just picked up something from other people that isn't right either. Here are some reasons why Christians might give that aren't good ones. So giving makes you feel good. It's actually true. Giving does actually make you feel good. But it's not the motivation. shouldn't ever be the reason why we give money. Giving means that I will receive. Now, that is really dangerous. And I'm going to talk about that in a little while. Thirdly, giving makes somebody else's life better. It does. It's true. Do you know what? If you don't give your gift to God into the church, I don't get a salary. Right? So you do actually make my life better. But you should never, ever give money. You should never, ever give money because it's paying my salary. That is not the point in giving. Yeah? If I didn't get a salary here, I'll go and get a job somewhere else. We, we don't give to, to make somebody else's life better. We give for other reasons. These are not good motivations for giving. So why is giving important? Why is it a subject that I think that we should not only be speaking about today on a gift day, but also two to three times a year? Well... Generosity doesn't start with your wallet. It starts with your heart. Yeah, it starts, with, it starts with what's going on in here, not in your back pocket or on your phone or wherever else. It's an act of worship. It's an act of stewardship. And it's a response to God. So in the Bible, we've got some examples of giving. And I think there's the best example is from 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And it's verses uh, 1 to 9 that I just want to look at this morning. So 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 to 9. So if you've got a Bible, you can grab it here. If you're watching at home, you can check it out. So Paul's just gone through seven chapters where he's not spoken anything to do with giving, and then all of a sudden he kind of completely sort of like, you know, sort of swivels and starts talking about giving. And he says this to the Corinthians. And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace of God given to the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in the service of the Lord's people. And they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord and then by the will of God to us also. So we urge Titus, just as he had heard earlier, made a beginning to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. He's now talking to the Corinthians. But since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love we have kindled in you, see to it that you also excel in this grace of giving. I am not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. For you know that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that though he is, was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that through his poverty you might become rich. So here is the example that Paul uses of giving. The example. He doesn't pick a rich church and talk about the amount, a huge amount of money 
that they gave away. That's not how he uses the example. This is really important. He picks a poor group of people facing a severe trial as his example of what giving should look like. What are they giving into? Well, they're giving into translocal mission. So the church in Jerusalem is in desperate need, and they are encouraging the churches to give into the church in Jerusalem. Paul's example of generosity are the poor Macedonians. This group who get giving are a group of people who are going through a severe trial. But yet the Macedonians don't have to be asked to give. They urgently plead to give. We want to give. We desperately want to give. And Paul, this throwaway comment, they gave, they gave as much as they were able and even more, says Paul. And I think Paul's basically saying, I think they gave too much. Yeah, because he later on goes, goes on to say to the Corinthians, give as much as you're able. I'll talk about that in a little while. But here is this group of people desperately wanting to give. Some even beyond their means, thinks Paul. Now we encounter all the time people asking us to give money. We don't encounter that many people wanting to give money. Yeah, it's a completely different way round. Yet these Christians are Paul's example to the Corinthians about, and to us about what giving should look like. They fully understand why they should give. They fully get it. They fully get it. In verse 9, we see the reasoning. He says this, You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that through his poverty you might become rich. So the Macedonians had encountered the one who gave everything that they might know God. They had encountered his freedom from sin and shame, and they lived with a hope that death had been defeated. They'd got hold of something. And Jesus talks about it in the Gospels. He, he says it's like the pearl of great price. They, they'd found the thing that they'd been looking for, and now everything had fallen into place. You see, they'd gone from being slaves to sin to sons and daughters of the living gods. They had learned the amazing truth that God had called them to be part of a family, and therefore they wanted to give out of that. You know, to be God's child is to reveal the Father's character to the world around us. That's what it means to be a child of God's, to reveal God's character to the world around us. And that's the privilege that we have. The word privilege in this text that I've read to you is the same word we have for grace, charis. It's a privilege for us. It's a grace for us to be able to share, to be able to share the overwhelming generosity of the Father with the world around us. This is what Jesus is getting at in Luke 6, a, a set of verses that so often gets misunderstood when we talk about giving. Let me read you this from Luke 6, verses 35 to 38. Love your enemies, do good, and lend expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and to the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. So what's Jesus getting at here? Because it isn't, it isn't that if you give, you get more back. That isn't what he's getting at. Giving isn't a transaction. We don't give to get. God's not a slot machine at a fun fair where you put money in and you get more out again. To, to behave like that is, is to actually try and manipulate God. To behave like that is to try and manipulate him. And too often we think that we can manipulate God. We can all fall into this trap in lots of different ways. 
So maybe if I, if I pray a certain prayer, maybe God will heal me. Or if I go to church every week, maybe, maybe just then he'll, he'll favour me enough to give me the job that I want. Or if I give this money, then surely I'm going to get enough back to buy that new car I want. That is manipulating. Yeah, that is trying to manipulate God to do what we want him to do. And behaving like that is often because we don't want to give God our lives. We just want to do what we want. Yeah? And that's completely the wrong emphasis on giving. And it should never be the heart of giving. I read this this week, and it said this, All too often our attempts to use him while still maintaining control of our lives only serve to block the very blessing he wants to give us. Our attempts to just use, use God for what we want to use God for often block the very things that God wants to do in blessing us. Jesus says in Luke 6 that God's children exhibit extravagant forgiveness, extravagant mercy, extravagant justice, extravagant generosity. They experience all these things all the more from the Father as a result. So as you give generously, as you give generously in terms of showing forgiveness to people, showing justice to people, showing mercy to people, giving money away. As we do those things, we will experience the generosity of our Father as a result. You see, the heart of the Father is revealed through us. Yeah, the people around Clockhouse and around Ashford and around Kent will encounter the heart of the Father as they encounter us. We, his children, are those who share what God is like with the world around us. And the Macedonians in 2 Corinthians understood this. And when God extravagantly gives to us, it's not so that we can accumulate more. That's not what Jesus is getting at in Luke. It's not what Paul is getting at in here in in 2 Corinthians. It's so that we can be even more generous. We give generously when we trust in the generosity of the Father. Yeah, so when we trust in God's generosity towards us, I can give generously. And that's what you see the Macedonians doing. Children of the Most High God reveal his character as they engage in the world around them. And so the Macedonians are just desperate. They're desperate to give out of the little they have. Why? Because they want to show God's generosity and they want to demonstrate God's generosity to those around them. They want to demonstrate God's generosity to their brothers and sisters in Jerusalem. But as they do that, they're confident in, the money, in, the, in God's generosity as they give. And they don't wait to get money into their account. I've encountered this with people before. Oh, I really want to give into church. I really want to give God my, my finances. But I haven't got a lot of money at the moment. So when I get paid, then I'll, I'll give God some money. Or next year when I get that new job, maybe I'll have enough money then to be able to start giving to God. Okay, that, that isn't the Macedonians' response. Actually, what the Macedonians do is they give out of the little they already have, trusting God for the future, trusting God for the rest. Their whole attitude is based on the extravagant generosity of the Father. They're determined to be generous. Why? Because they know the determined generosity of God. That's why they're determined to be so generous. Generous. You see, this is the same generosity that went to the cross, the generosity that uh, took our sin on his shoulders, the generosity that tore the curtain into so you and I can enter into his presence, and the generosity that calls us his sons and daughters. They want to share that generosity. And they're determined to be the same. And it's their delight. There's no sense when you read 2 Corinthians 8 that the Macedonians give like grumbling. They can't wait to give this money away. They're just so excited about giving and generously giving into this thing. And Paul's looking at them going, but you've got no money. And they go, yeah, but we want to give. Because they understand the determined generosity of God. And this is the foundation of giving. 
The foundation of giving is that we know that God is generous and we know that he is a generous God and we want to share that generosity with those around us that they might encounter the Father, that they might encounter his love. So how should we give? Well, actually, I think we can see this in the Macedonians' example as well. Um, but if you wanted to look at more detail onto this, you could go into chapter 9 of 2 Corinthians, and Paul gives a little bit more shape on it. And so let me just give you a few things here. So first of all, everyone has the opportunity to give. And it's Paul's encouragement, actually, when you read chapter 9, when he's speaking to the Corinthians, that everybody should give. Each one of you can play a part in giving, writes Paul. The Macedonians... Uh, all wanted to be involved in what was going on. They all wanted to be involved. And I think that's something for us here. Secondly, let's give out of what we have. That's really important. So the Macedonians gave according to their means, and then Paul says, and maybe they gave even more than they should have done, but they gave according to what they had. Let's give out of what we have rather than what we don't have. So that means two things. Not waiting around to have the money you wished you had. And secondly, not giving money that you don't have. So don't give to God off your credit card or out of your, out of your um, overdraft because that's not your money. That's the bank's money. So give to God out of what you have rather than what you don't have. Thirdly, give joyfully. Give joyfully. If you're not giving joyfully, question why you're giving at all. Giving is a celebration. Freely we've received, now freely we give. We are blessed to be a blessing. What a wonderful joy it is and a privilege to give things away to others. All we have is God's anyway. And you don't leave with anything. Don't leave with anything. Look at Prince Philip this week. He has left with nothing. Yeah, we leave with nothing. And we need to remember that. Don't give because you feel that you ought to. In fact, actually, Paul explicitly says this, both here in chapter 8 and in chapter 9. Don't give out of compulsion, he says in chapter 9. In chapter 8, he says, I'm not commanding you to do this. You shouldn't ever give into church because we, we say you should give. That isn't how you should be giving. You should be giving out of generosity and out of a heart of, I just want to show the world what God the Father is like. I want to show the world God's generosity towards me. Fourthly, give to Jesus, but also give to share in the church's mission. That's really important as well. So verse 5 says this, they gave themselves first of all to the Lord and then by the will of God also to us. The Macedonians' giving was to God. It was God-directed. I'm going to give this. We want to give it to God. Freely we've received, freely we give. But also, as they gave, they knew they were giving into the life and mission of the local church. You see, they're children, and children want to be part of the family. They want to give into the translocal mission, demonstrating that they play a role in the family. So as I close today, here, there's those things on giving today. are just really important that you understand. You see, our heart when we give is not giving to get, but it's giving to demonstrate God's amazing generosity towards us. We want to be people. We want to be a church in the local community and within Ashford, where as people encounter us, they encounter the Father. As people encounter our lives, they see a glimpse of what God is like. You know, as people encounter us daily... Either, either here or elsewhere as we go about our daily lives, they encounter Father God. They encounter his generosity. They encounter his radical forgiveness, his amazing mercy, his incredible justice, and they encounter it through us. But maybe you've uh, never given before. Maybe you've never regularly given before. Look, I'd encourage you to think about going on a, a giving journey. So start giving. 
Now, for you, that might not be a huge amount of money. And that's, as I've said, absolutely fine. Give out of what you have. But I would encourage you to give regularly to Jesus as an act of worship and an act of stewardship and an act of determined generosity. And as you do that, actually, what you'll find is that God gives you and empowers you even more to give more because you'll realise that money doesn't have a hold on you. Secondly, we'd love for you to invite you to consider giving into this gift day. I just want to tell you, and I haven't probably shared this, uh, I have in a roundabout sort of way, but let me tell you why I'm giving into it. Because I am, I'm going to give into it. I'm not giving into this because I want a nice coffee machine 30 metres away from my office. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not giving into this because I want to preach to more people on a Sunday. I, don't, I, I genuinely, I don't mind how many people I preach to, to be honest with you. That's not why I'm giving into these things. I'm giving into it because I genuinely believe, genuinely believe, that this building God has given us so that we can see the local community encounter with the love of Jesus, so that we can see people encounter God's generous heart towards them. And I know that if we set up a cafe and we run ministries out of it, I firmly believe that as we do that, people are going to encounter the love of God in ways that they haven't before. I, I, I believe that as we, we see this whole transition, first with this first phase and then with the bigger thing, it's not so we can just fit more people in. We're not about just having a big number of people in the room. We're about seeing people reach for the gospel. And I want space in the room so that you feel that you can invite your friends along to church so that when people come into the cafe, they go, oh, there's space for me in there to come along to church. That's why we're doing this. We want to see people encounter the generosity of God. And that's why I'm giving in to this gift day. But uh, lastly, and I don't suppose the band can come up now, if that's all right. And I've got a couple of things I want to say, but um, before we're going to sing a song and then we'll do the, the gift moment, so to speak. Um, Lastly, as I prepared, was preparing to talk on this, every now and again I um, catch up with uh, a couple called David and Kelly Bentley, and I've mentioned them before to you, and they're church planning out in, near Granada in Spain. My mum and dad actually uh, first uh, uh, made contact with them through when they were on sabbatical, and uh, they met them over there. And uh, David and Kelly used to be at the New Frontiers Church up at Whitstable and moved out to Spain to, to go on a kind of mission for God. And... Uh, they then decided that they wanted to be part of Catalyst quite recently. And so uh, we've started to develop a bit of a relationship and friendship with them. And recently I received some... Uh, I've been speaking to Dave, and, and, and they've said that they want to start a, a cafe locally, like a cafe-style church. And they've been looking for a building to lease. I don't suppose we can put the photographs up that I shared. They've been looking for a building that they might be able to lease, and they found a building that overlooks a park. Sounds very familiar to us, doesn't it? Can we show the next one? Is that all right? Don't suppose we can just cycle through them. So that's the, the front of it, and then the inside shot as well. They really believe that this is going to be an opportunity for them to reach their local community with the generosity of God. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just astoundingly familiar. Um, the amount of money that they're looking for is... Oh, there's an alarm going off in the room. The amount of money that they are looking for, uh, genuinely, I, I, I think we can bless them out of our gift day. I really do. And it speaks of everything that I've spoken about today. Heart for mission and heart for the generosity of God towards our fellow brothers and sisters. So what we want to do out of our gift day money is we are going to just want to bless them with some money. And so actually one of the things I've been praying for this week is that God, would you give us enough money that we could extraordinarily bless them? Yeah, I'm actually more bothered, in some ways, I'm more bothered about that this week. I've been more bothered about that this week than I have about our stuff. 
because I just want, I want to extravagantly bless them. Yeah, so, let, you know, let's be in faith for that as well. Um, so we're going to sing a song now. And then after we've done that, I'm just going to come up and I'm going to talk about how you can give into this. Now, I know that you probably aren't going to give straight away, like right now. It's not like, hey, let's all put our money in the bucket or dance down to the front or do whatever else. But what we'll do is we'll have a, we're just going to sing a song and then I'll get back up and just talk a little bit about that. About that. Cool. Okay, let's stand, everyone. Sing, I'll raise a hallelujah. In the presence of my enemies, I'll raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief.
money. Like, I'm going to give a little louder. Yeah, well, yeah, but you can give a little louder, Eddie. I, I can imagine that, that that kind of attitude of, I'm going to raise a hallelujah. With my giving, I'm going to raise a hallelujah. Amen. That actually death has been defeated, and I'm going to raise a hallelujah. Look, okay, so this is how we're going to encourage you to give into this. And I, this is a bit technical, so just give me a couple of minutes. Can I just say, it is really difficult for us to communicate information when we don't get to speak to you. So if you're watching at home and you don't understand something I've said, please contact us. We want to make it easy for you, as, as easy as possible for you to give. Um, so first of all, if you regularly give into the church, we, we, please continue to do that. But you'll notice that the bank account details for the gift day is slightly different. That's because it's for a di- in a different, in going into a different account. Okay. So if you regularly give to the church and you want to make a, uh, a gift day uh, gift, please make sure that you use the bank details that are up on screen at the moment. And that's the Gateway Projects account. If you're going to make a gift, the best way that you can do that is via your banking app or by phone, or, or over the phone banking or by um, going online onto your, onto your bank. It is the easiest way for you to do that, but also it's the best way for us, okay? Because we don't have to pay any commission on it. Whereas if you give um, via church suite, there is a, we, we unfortunately have to pay, like I think it's like just under 1% of what you give goes to somebody else. So if you can give via your banking app, please do that. And so use those uh, details that are up on the screen at the moment um, to either make a one-off donation or the way that I'm going to give into this over the ne- I'm going to give into this over the next 12 months. In addition to my regular giving, we're going to give. Claire and I have decided we're going to give an extra proportion of, of gift into the Gateway Projects account each month over the next year. So that's the first way you can give. Alternatively. If you just want to make a one-off payment and you just want to do it by card, you are welcome to do that as well. And the link is on the screen at the moment. I'm pretty sure it'll be shared out with you as well. Um, please feel free to click that now and make a, do- make, a, make a donation is not the right thing to say. Give into it. Give into it. Or alternatively, if you, are a, uh, if you are a Luddite and you don't like anything digital, please feel free to drop a check into the church building uh, during the week or on Sundays, Mondays to Thursdays, 8.30 till 4pm. If you haven't ever filled in a gift aid form for us, uh, you can click the link uh, as well for that, and that enables you to uh, fill in the, the form, and then we can claim, if you're a taxpayer, we can claim an extra 25% of whatever you give on top of your gift. It's like basically government money for nothing. I mean, how good's that? However, if you only want to gift aid this donation, uh, please could you, and you have, you have already filled in a gift aid form for us, there is a, please fill in the gift aid form for the gift aid because we need to just, uh, just make sure that we get that right. If you are, have filled in a gift aid form for us, there's no need to fill it in again if you just want to continue doing that normally. Um, so that's everything I think in terms, of, in terms of making that gift. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray now and then we're going to sing a song to finish, okay? So Father, it is our heart, it is our delight to want to share with the world your generosity. Lord, we, we, we as your children delight to be generous in the way that you are generous. And so, Lord, we pray that, Lord, as we give into this, God, that we're not investing in bricks and mortar, we're investing in the kingdom. And, Lord, we want to see people reach with your gospel. And so I pray, God, that as we give our best gift into this, God, that you would just bless it. Lord, that your power would breathe upon it and that we don't see... Uh, 
tens of people come to know you, but we see hundreds of people come to know you. Lord, and we don't see enough money coming in just to do the things that we need to do here to advance the mission you've given us, but that we can bless the guys out in Spain with abundantly. Lord, we pray, God, for just an overflow of generosity from this people, Lord God. Lord, I pray, Lord God, bless each one of them as they give this week, that they would just know your generosity over all of their lives, I pray, Lord God. Amen.